I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the MLS Fantasy Insider Podcast, our review of round 32 and preview of round 33. This episode is brought to you by Playoff Qualification. Be sure to get yours soon as supplies are running out fast. Offer not good east of the Mississippi. Uh, no, no, no. Um, actually, this episode is brought to you by MLSFantasyBoss.com and the amazing subreddit community of r slash MLS. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and our final regular season episode, I am joined by a group of regulars. we got Michael Denton, Jason Wiskovich, and Tim Shaw from Soccer Captains. How are you fellas doing? Doing well, doing well, Reed. Hello, friends. Guys, okay. I miss you already. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys here for this I last... I miss myself. <laughs> no, no, miss it. Yeah, we still got a whole show to do. This is our last regular season episode, like I said, but we will have some more coming up. We'll at least have one more episode where we do our year in review and maybe a couple extra things for the finals, but at least one more coming up after this. TBD, uh, trying to get some some guests from MLS to come on to talk about this fantasy season. So we have to work with those schedules as well. So keep an eye out for when our next podcast will drop because it's it's always a fun one for us to have that big round table. But let's talk about round 32. Everybody was back in play. It was a pretty interesting round as well. How'd your teams do? Let's start with that, Mike. Mine, I mean, I, I got some red arrows, but it was kind of weird because looking at my team roster they did generally okay um I, I went in heavy on toronto which turned out pretty good um and also went in strong with the red bulls and the white caps which worked out well in midfield but not so well in the forward positions um big screw up this week was somehow i thought i had captain valeri and i didn't and i captain ladero so i missed out on an uh extra nine points and i think that was pretty much the reason for the red arrows so um not a whole lot of like it wasn't like a huge drop but it, it was a little bit of red so uh it, it's sad i'm i'm bad at the game <laughs> <laughs> no no jason uh finished with 108 <clears throat> went heavy on seattle which was a great thing i got fry jones ladero and dempsey uh, Captain Valeri uh, had a Nico and a switcheroo. I did go heavy on Orlando, uh, thinking that being Kaká's last game, they would have done a lot more than crap the bed like they've done all season. Uh-uh. But, um, yeah, it's uh, all red arrows, which just blows my mind. Um, overall rank of 193, which is kind of where I've been all season. And my team value is... 116.5. Tim. So I finished with 117 points this week. Nice. Um, and it's green hours across the board, but I will say that there's a little caveat there in that after my disaster of a, of a double game week, you know, a couple months ago, my goal was to get back into the top 1,000, currently sitting at 935, so I'm a little ahead of schedule. I just need to not screw the pooch here in the final week, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> I uh, I was actually at a nice varied roster this week. I, uh, I shared it with Jason uh, before the week started, but I only had two teams with multiple players. I had uh, Alex Bono and uh, Victor Vasquez from Toronto, 
Brandon Vincent and Nemanja Nikolic from Chicago, and everybody else was, you know, oh, wait, no, sorry, never mind. Uh, Seattle also had two players, uh, Jovan Jones and Lodi. Did Captain Valeria, though, so that was, uh, that was a big plus in my favor. Uh, I think you were right around that sweet spot, Tim. Uh, I got 100 points even and had all red arrows, so I think that sweet area was around that maybe – 111, 113 kind of mark to get to get the green arrows this time. Uh, it fell just under the top 100, 102, so I'm still trying to crack back into that top 100. I just had some little flubs here or there. I had Kapelhoff on defense, and so that did not help me, and I went in with Lampson as well for my goalkeeper. I was hoping that uh, Philadelphia wouldn't be able to do much back there, but was not rewarded there. I did Captain Valeri, so that saved it. I uh, had Nikolik as well. Everybody else just kind of fell in that generic range. Uh, Yotun, Jones, Rusnak, Ladero, Vasquez, some of the other guys that I had. I brought in Geo at the end, even though I said I would not do that anymore. That Toronto game just scared me from the beginning, which is why I didn't have more players. Uh, but when I saw that Piotti wasn't playing, I was like, all right, I can roll with this. Toronto's rolling out the A team, and that's not the performance that I expected. And so I still feel burnt and cursed by geo and just kicked myself for doing that so not i mean still got triple digits so it's okay moving right along uh, my squad value now is at 120.4 so i can pretty much bring in anybody i want but yet somehow i always find myself lacking the funds to bring in exactly the team that i wish i had so you never you never know well good scores all around guys glad that uh things are looking well for many people but I'm going to give you just a moment to mourn a few minutes of silence for Team USA. Uh, our last podcast, someone uh, was Phil mentioned that our intro didn't really hold up so well with with the break that happened. I get it; it happens. Thanks for pointing that out, Phil. Um, but so <laughs> just a few moments of silence, and I say silence because I think everything has been said, and there's nothing else that we can add. So. Okay, that's enough. We get it. There'll be more conversation later on. Maybe we'll have another podcast about that. But there's a yeah. <laughs> there it is. So let's just do the game reviews, guys. There were some pretty good fantasy moments here. Let's start with Chicago, Philadelphia. Nikolik is all but secured that golden boot hat trick right there. Of course, uh, did any of you guys captain him? I think we all went Valeri, right? Yeah, Valeri. Yep. I would have gone Valeri if I didn't screw up. <laughs> well, too bad you didn't screw up in reverse and get Nikolic, right? But uh, I have yet to still have a, a hat trick captain, and he did very well. He's He's been a great boost for Chicago, but they do still have some injuries, I think, that are lingering that they're going to want to make sure that comes from uh, their playoff hopes. Um, did you guys enjoy that game? I didn't get to watch, watch it that person. game. Uh, I was actually at the Red Bull game, but I saw the highlights. They had a lot of success bringing their fullbacks forward, which is why you saw Brandon Vincent, uh, you know, up on the score line as well. Um, and Nikolic, I mean, he's still – that's why you spend the money, right? Um, yeah. You know, several million in, in a transfer fee and several million in salary, and he's been worth every penny. Yeah, I mean, I think you can't get much better than bringing in a guy to help you score the goals and him being the Golden Boot winner next year. Yeah. But and, and on Tim's point, the, the big key for them has been Vincent. Um, their turnaround is pretty much exactly when Vincent returned to the lineup from injury. Um, he's made them a much more dangerous team going into the playoffs. So they're hitting the gears at the right time. 
Uh, then we have New England versus New York City. The only note I have here is kind of like, nya, 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 I told you all New England was good at home. And so for the people who thought New York City was just going to trounce everyone, it, it doesn't often, it hasn't often happened at home to New England. But Mike, you made a good point on Twitter about why New York fans don't need to really freak out about the recent string of games. Yeah, I mean, they've had such a rough patch with uh, injuries from the international break. They haven't been home. Most of, most of the games have been on the road, and even some of those home games have been moved to other stadiums, like the one in Hartford for the Houston Dynamo. Uh, plus, they've only given up more than one goal once, and that was this game against New England where they had kind of a questionable red card against Jack Harrison and then found themselves a man down on the road for 65 minutes. So, I mean, it's not like panic time for New York City, I don't think. And I mean, they didn't have Maxi Morales for this game either. You know, I think the red card probably changed it. I think they probably would have gotten a result otherwise. But, I mean, that that's what happens on the road. You know, you get proed and boom, you know, you're fighting for your um, seeding life uh, in the last day of the season. But at the I mean, same time, I have to be I have to be kind of happy for New England how they've had a lot of downs this year to to get this win though. Well, but it's so baffling that they didn't make the playoffs or they weren't <laughs> even like competitive because like all their underlying metrics are good. You look at the players on their roster, you're like that's a pretty good roster. Like that's enough attacking talent. Like they should be contending for sixth place, and they're not not in the conversation. Uh, it's just such a this New England is like one of those like weird teams. I will say that this result, um, and we are going to break it down a little bit more in the housekeeping later, but this result really was the icing on the cake in terms of sending the East from, you know, kind of everybody being locked into a certain spot, maybe a couple of guys jockeying from position two. Now it's just a wide open race. Uh, now, Tim, the game that you are at, perhaps you can give us the the best feedback for this. New York versus Atlanta. This was two teams that love to attack all out just having a, a no-holds-bar attack, but it was the defenses that really won the day and um, pretty pretty solidly. Great performances from Guzan in the back. Some great performances from Robles as well, though, near the end of the game. Uh, how sorely do you think Atlanta was missing Almiron during this, this game? Oh, definitely. I mean, Villalba, he great player, don't get me wrong. Uh, he's fantastic out on the wing, but you know, he, they were asking him to kind of be a bit more of a creator than usual and moving Julian Gressel up as well. And they just – they struggled to get that last ball in there. You know, they, they couldn't really get anyone couldn't, – couldn't get a boot on the ball before Robles was able to scoop it up. And Robles did uh, – he didn't have his best game. He made a couple of great saves as usual. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he made a couple of weird decisions, you know, he- second-guessing himself, has a couple of hesitations. It was It was very strange to see, but – the New York back line, especially Aaron Long, did step up in a big way in this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think Atlanta, they definitely had put the better foot forward in the first 30 minutes of the game. You know, they had the better chances. But it was really interesting to see, you know, you hit the 70th minute. Atlanta's exhausted. And they this was like the Red Bulls last season. Atlanta looked exhausted. And the Red Bulls had so much left in the tank, a ton of just crazy chances where they were able to get the last ball into a Bradley Red Phillips or Daniel Royer. But, you know, Guzan was just making great saves or we just, you know, we hit one off the bar right before the right before the halftime whistle. You know, just a couple of really, really close calls. But I don't think anybody in the East wants to play either team. So, you know, if I'm Mike, I'm thinking, come on, New York City, just hold on to that number two spot. Don't let Atlanta – let one of these teams <laughs> knock each other out. At three, six, I mean, there's a up. chance you all could play each other knockout too. Yeah, and I will be down in Atlanta for that. If that, that that's that going to be, be an awesome game. 
that would be a, a crazy game. Though, just breaking news, if people haven't been paying attention to Twitter right now, uh, I did see where New York Red Bulls posted that they were expecting some of their, several of their players to probably sit and rest during this last game. So That's right. Yep. Yeah, because uh, they're they're locked into the sixth seed. Yeah, so they, they, they can't knew change. they were going to kind of slough that game. And honestly, they probably didn't go as hard, you know, as far as like formations and Jesse Marsh tinkering in this game because they probably figure, you know, there's a good chance we meet up against Atlanta week one, uh, the playoffs. So yeah, it was a pretty vanilla, pretty vanilla setup for them. You know, a little four-two-three-one action or, or three-four-two-one. It was, it was, it was, it was interesting. Uh, for the for Orlando versus Columbus, the the note I had is just, oh, hello, Columbus, and I think the best comment i saw about this game was from that came from matt doyle from his latest article that came up where he said columbus is one of the best teams that you've forgotten about recently and uh, it's it's kind of true they've put a nice little string of, of undefeated run together coming into the end of this season and higuain Merrim, ola kamara all stepping up and they did what needed to be done against orlando and kaka's last hurrah did not go as many had hoped. I think maybe even you, Jason, as you had said before. Yeah, I had uh, Utin or Utin, Kaka and Dwyer. I thought, I thought for sure, you know, Kaka would have done something better. But um, it's kind of been Orlando's story all season. They're just a dumpster fire. It sucks. Yeah, and of course he was injured for most of the beginning of this year, and. And well, last know. year. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to kind of let it trail up there, but you're right, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my only concern about Columbus is that if you look at their schedule, they've really done a lot of with this run at home against bad teams. Um, so, you know, this coming week is going to be a perfect test for them to see, you know, how well they can do in the playoffs. I, I mean, they'll be on the road. Now, it's not quite a home game for New York City because, as we'll talk about in the rundown, it's, you know, they had to move it again. <laughs> um, yeah, so but I mean, it's still in New York, so that's nice. Um, it'll probably be better attended than a Red Bulls game, so all good. I'm just upset we didn't get Mr. Met this week, you know, the Hartford Whalers. <laughs> we brought him get in last time, Mr. Met, Hartford Whalers, like we are running through like classic mascots, here. Um, <laughs> you know, we're just bringing the community together. There you go. Uh, so I, at first I really wasn't going to talk about Toronto versus Montreal because I mean, Toronto's just have been amazing at this end of the season, but I just felt bad. We can't overlook the player that is clearly MVP or at least most talked about player this entire season. And that is the goalpost, uh, two big PK saves for the goalpost this time to prevent Gio from getting a PK. How this is just like icing on the cake for me for like the, I, I just, I just can't stand Javinko this season with, with what's been happening. I, I think your via curse has moved on to Javinko Reed. Twice, twice. I just, I mean, Josie gets the goal. That's kind of a nice little, little bit of redemption for him, but basically I feel oh, like. Not redemption. <laughs> not, not. <laughs> Yeah, you no. just can't explain it. I mean, it's really the goalpost has been the has been the defensive MVP of the season. You know, I mean, it's it like it's happened to every team. It's 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 been amazing. I mean, it even happened to Mexico. So I mean, it's it's just it's just wild. It's just wild the goalpost this year. But yeah, Toronto, Montreal. Um, we'll talk about a, a big some news from Montreal in in a second. But 
Uh, Toronto trotted out their A team. I feel like we got a B effort, and I don't know if we're going to see much for them in this last round because they definitely don't want anyone injured going into the playoffs. Jason, uh, I want you to talk about this next game, Colorado versus Real Salt Lake. A lot of us had expected Real Salt Lake to really be able to get this done. The the playoff hopes are, are right there on the edge. This is a big cup rivalry. Colorado's had some struggles, and it just didn't fall for RSL. So can you give us some insight? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I believe Colorado had two shots the entire game, one shot on frame, and it went in. Maybe it was one shot on uh, the entire game. It was just uh, RSL's defense was asleep, and they let in goal. Uh, RSL was the better team. I think any anybody that watched the game, Colorado fans, would admit that. They got lucky on a, a you know, caught RSL sleeping. I think RSL had 30 shots total. 16 on frame something it was just something ridiculous over 70 percent possession you know you gotta gotta give credit to uh colorado and uh the defense especially and tim howard made a lot of great saves uh yeah it's it's heartbreaking but we always put ourselves in these type of positions and uh you know now we're playing the last game of the season that dictates actually a lot for for uh playoffs um home field advantages uh if we even get in and we're playing the team that we hate the most that is probably one of the fiercest rivalries in, in MLS, uh, Sporting Kansas City. So it's uh, it's going to be a crazy week this coming week. Uh, L.A., Minnesota, I, I just wanted to talk about this one because, I mean, L.A. won. It's the kind of game they should win, even with the poor season they've been having. But Alessandrini, all this season, if not for Valeri being as amazing as he is, I would really be advocating for Alessandrini to be MVP because I don't think any player has meant as much to their team, has been as valuable to their team as Alessandrini has for LA because he's pretty much the entire team at this point. Agreed? He's the only bright yeah, he's the only bright spot for the galaxy. I mean, they've got some okay stuff. I mean, GDS and JDS have, have done some okay things, but I mean, this is his team. This is Alessandrini's team, but so I feel like they should just talk to him about what he wants to have done next season but when they go forward. <laughs> Bring back I the mean, player coach. There's there's my hot take. Uh, Alessandrini becomes player coach and just gets to run L.A. the way he wants to run L.A. Yeah, Not it's crazy happen. that they have done so little with him being so good. I mean, he's really like an underrated story in MLS, but I think it's because – um, you know, they're not in the playoffs. I mean, they've just been so bad this year and you just don't expect that from the galaxy. And I, I just, it's just such a, been such a weird year for the galaxy and, you know, for Alessandrini to have that much talent, just pretty much wasted is it's almost kind of sad. I mean, almost, you know, cause it's the galaxy, but. <laughs> and uh, for these last few games, we get into a series of player or teams who have clinched their playoff spots. So Portland versus, versus DC, Portland has clinched their playoff spot with the uh, 4-0 route of D.C. And uh, Valeri, I think, still maintains his must-have status as he can starts his scoring up again. And if he does not get MVP, I, I don't know who else or what kind of justification you have. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be Valeri, you know, at this point, just because, I mean, this happened for when David Villa won it last year. Um, you know, you get hurt towards the end of the season, you kind of drop off the radar, you're kind of coming back from an injury, and, you know, you get passed by whoever's scoring in your absence. And that, that, that's that been Valeri, and certainly he's had a pretty good year. 
Uh, I mean, last year Via stole it from Giovinco from the for that reason, and it looks like it's probably going to be taken from uh, Via. You know, it, it's kind of a shame because of the first few months. I think Via was certainly better. Uh, I think Valeri's done it in a weaker conference, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's going to be Valeri. How strange is it to talk about the West being weaker? I was just going to say that. <laughs> It's it's it is strange. It is strange indeed. Uh, of course, just from the fantasy side, Blanco also did very well during this game, and Powell came back on defense, and that's another one that people should keep an eye on going forward. I hope he's mentioned in our in our next coming segment. Uh, Seattle versus Dallas. Seattle has clinched a playoff spot, and I really have nothing else more to add from this game except Will Bruin. Yeah, come on, get on it. Um, <laughs> I have an MVP article working up for MLS Soccer coming up this week, and I, I wish I could get Will Bruin on there, but there there are people who are definitely more worthy of that. But I just I've just loved Will Bruin this year and his ability to step up at times when needed. So great pickup for Seattle, and more heartbreak, more heartbreak for Dallas as they just can't seem to get anything together. Uh, Sport of Kansas City versus Houston. Both teams clinched this playoff spot with their draw. So a pretty boring round there. But, you know, I say it's pretty boring, but uh, Sporting Kansas City had 27 shots, and I think there were over 40 shots in this game overall, and it still ends 0-0. That needs to change if any of these teams want to have a hope at advancing far in the playoffs. But I feel like Houston has the better chance of that changing in their favor. I don't know what Sporting Kansas City will do. Yeah, I mean, how many times is Tyler Derrick going to have nine saves, you know? It's like a team <laughs> against Belgium performance. Uh, then finally, probably the most interesting game, I think, just from its playoff ramifications, uh, San Jose is a sh- shakes things up. There we go. San Jose shakes things up down in Vancouver with their 1-1 draw, but it just has these massive impacts for just, just a playoff picture. Different teams making it. Vancouver is at the risk of losing that number one status. Um, and, and San Jose are sitting in sixth right now. They could very well make this playoff. And their goal differential is horrible. Absolutely horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's like negative 20-something, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, it's like 22, 23. It's, 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 in, it's in the 20s, definitely. And it's, it's just baffling that... They, I mean, that just goes to what we were saying before about how the East has been stronger this week, and I think that result shows right there. If they make it, they've earned it. I mean, there's no no arguing that they've earned it. But I, I mean, honestly, Jason, I would love to see Real Salt Lake make it in into this playoff because I think their season's been such a great turnaround for them for them that it would be uh, a nice reward. Absolutely, I, I agree with can- that sentiment, one hundred percent. But if they don't win, they've done it to themselves. I mean, they have had a great Cinderella story, but uh, I, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I mean, Savarino being injured has really hurt them. Brooks Lennon is, you know, is an admirable sub, but the signings of Rusnak, Savarino, and Silva have turned RSL season around. Jason, I'm going to turn this frown upside down right now because RSL will make the playoffs and they will face the New York Red Bulls in the finals. All the intrigue Ooh, with Mike Pike going up against oh, wow. the team. It's going to be amazing. We I have would love that. Right there, send that. that out to Ben Bear and Extra Time Radio. Oh, man, that is hot. Off the Scorching hot. Hand it, it up, is. Trey. It Pass is. them out. Pass them <laughs> out. Level and, uh, right there. and follow uh, no, Jason, me. I have to ask, though, if you don't make the playoffs, if RSL does not make the playoffs, 
of course, on some level, that's a failure. Can you really consider this season a failure, though? Because you've got a new coach, you had some injuries, and he's turned things around to be within striking distance of sure. I mean, this seems like the best scenario you could have for not making the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that any competitive person uh, or athlete would say that not making postseason is a failure, even even if you do start uh, the way RSL started and, you know, you, with Petkey coming in and Kassar leaving. And uh, I do think that it's still a failure to some aspect, but I think that there would be a lot to build on for next year. And uh, I do think that this offseason is – there's going to be a lot of shakeups with Nick Romando, Kyle Beckerman being potentially free agents. It's yeah, it's going to be crazy, but I, I do think that um, I, I firmly believe that Arsenal will win this weekend, and I do think they will they they will make the playoffs. So five thirty eight gives them the lowest chance of making, but um, I think they've got a good shot. So you're saying there's a chance? I am. There is all just because something is not likely to happen and it happens does not mean the predictions are are off or the model is wrong so yes i'm saying there's a chance and it's mls so anything and it's happen. mls exactly exactly get the because mls hashtag going here i will put myself on record as saying that rsl does not make the playoffs oh, go to hell wow. <laughs> ouch ouch i will hey, say guys, that RS, uh, rsl will win and then watch as san jose clinches it against Minnesota. We'll have a new crying gift of Jason to spread around the internet. <laughs> Probably. San Jose will make up their goal differential, <laughs> scoring 22 goals, 22 to nothing. Right there, right there. Well, that was every game. I thought everything had at least something to talk about this week. Is there anything else from any of the games that you would like to mention before we go on to the housekeeping? Let's no. rock and roll. Let's do it. Okay. Housekeeping. Uh, a little bit of nostalgia to start this housekeeping out. Uh, a little ode to the old MLS digital studio. Uh, it's it's no longer with us, but it's, it's sheer just overflow of fandom uh, is something we'll remember forever. Mike? <laughs> no, uh, oh yeah i, I missed that scene because it was such a cool like there was like almost like they were living in their fan cave and you know you know talking soccer i will i will miss it i will miss the starting lineup videos that we used to record out of there and uh i now it's like a modern studio it looks like espn it looks professional and it's it's sad you know i, I like like you know, kind of like us, you know, kind of half, you know, putting it all together at the end, you know, fan stuff. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I will miss just radio is still recorded from a closet. I, and you know what? As long as that, the spirit of because MLS will live on. <laughs> I, I, I love, a great point. The, the background was always what I wish my man cave could be. I loved the, uh, you know, the crappy Twitch stream vibe that I got from it. You know, it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, let's, let's just homemade everything and it's basically like my apartment right now it's it's perfect it was great okay so the real housekeeping we had to do that it's you know it's just a part of mls lore that will go into history if you want to see it check out the archives it's there in all of its glory even president Weeby giving addresses to everyone that was one of my favorite bits uh, but here we are the last round of the season round 33 before playoffs start every team once again is at this one but does everyone have as much to play for? As we already mentioned, San Jose, Dallas, and Real Salt Lake are the only teams left 
who have a chance of making the playoffs. So they're the teams that have the most to play for and the most to lose this season. At the other side, uh, New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, and Columbus all have a shot at number two in the East. So that is also a great um, motivator for those teams. So we may not see a full lineup, but they're definitely, I, th- I think these teams are definitely going to trot out some players to really make a push for this, unless they're just happy with, with the chances they have where they're at. But that brings us to our first Reddit Twitter question, guys. Um, with the playoffs all but decided, do you think that this will impact rock rosters more in round 33 than it did in round 32? I'm, I think it's going to be the same. I mean, the East, they need to, Nobody wants to be the number three seed right now. Nobody wants to be the number four seed. Everyone's gunning for that number two spot and get that, getting that week off, and everybody has a chance for it. So I think at least from the as far as the East is concerned, we're going to see no change in lineups or, if, or even stronger lineups than last week, with the exception of Toronto and New York. But out in the West, Jason? <sighs> you, guys, you guys are all making me sad about our Was that a sigh? Was that an official <laughs> sigh right there? You guys are just making me sad. Like, I just get my, my, Mike's Mike's making me mad. Y'all are making me sad. Like, I I think I tried to help you. I tried to help you. I was you happy. did, Jason. You did I'm you. sorry for making you mad and sad. But look, it's not too bad. All right, everyone, listeners, pause this right now and uh, tweet Jason some good vibes on Twitter right now, please. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you. It's sorely needed. I mean, of course, San Jose, Dallas, we all saw like are playing for the number <clears> six <throat> spot, but Portland and Seattle have a chance to beat out their Cascadia rival Vancouver for number one in the West. So, I mean, I, I think that could lend some suggestion that, that they might push for it. No, definitely. I mean, I, I think that obviously your San Jose, uh, Dallas and RSL are going to, you know, be fielding a lineups. I think Vancouver will also be fielding an a lineup because they do, they, they need, or they want to stay in first place. I also think that I really think everybody in the West, I think Seattle and Portland are also going to field a lineups as well. Um, I just think that everybody in the West is playing for a better playoff position and or trying to get a playoff spot. So I think that the entire West is going to eat its, you know, eat each other alive and going to be banged up for the playoffs. And of course it's worth mentioning that if Toronto, I guess wins or ties this game, they will have the best record ever in MLS, the most points generated ever in a regular season of MLS. So yeah, I think I was I was about to jump in with that because I think TFC has the really interesting you know dilemma. Do you go for history on the road at turf against a team who's kind of shown flashes of being a real contender and try mm-hmm. to force them into a lower seating? You know, we Tim mentioned that they're gassed. I think forcing them into a midweek playoff game it, it could really cripple Atlanta. So yeah. TFC has a really interesting choice, and I'm I'm glad we get to see that lineup. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Indeed. Indeed. We had it rough last week. Uh, but something else before we do this every year, uh, it's the MVP voting at r slash fantasy MLS. So if you head over there right now, we have a survey that's posted. You can vote for your favorite players. Uh, we'll announce that at the end of the season and probably a little bit into the playoffs. We can get a nice little graphic and everything worked up. But we do it midway through. Let's see how it changes. MVP for... Uh, your fantasy season doesn't have to be based on points, doesn't have to be based on, on anything, just whoever you think is the most valuable player. If you think it was a scrub that helped you be able to get the best switcheroo ever, 
put him on your team, vote for that player as, which I guess is probably Smith, as your uh, fantasy MVP candidate. We're going to make a full roster out of that. So head over to r slash fantasy MLS over at Reddit and vote for that. And while you're doing all this, consider don't consider it. Do. Please do. Uh, there's a survey for the MLS Fantasy Insider. And uh, go ahead and give us some feedback. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you didn't like about the show. What could we do better? What do you want to see more of that you're not getting out of other podcasts? Uh, we did make some changes this season. We got shortened down the number of – shortened down – reduced the number of hosts. I was going to say we shortened the actual length of the podcast, but I don't think that ended up working out so well. Um, but let us know what you think. Uh, we, we've tried to make refinements and changes to make this something that really helps you and uh, any other players. We do wish you would share our podcast a little more, but I know that sometimes you like to keep these things under your hat if you're a competitive fantasy player. But yeah, take our survey, please. Then, of course, thank you so much to everyone who has donated all season from Patreon. Uh, literally, we could not do this show without you because your donations have helped us cover the hosting fees and to get some awesome prizes that I think you guys are going to enjoy. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some of the pictures of these scarves when they go out to see just everyone representing MLS Fantasy Insider. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we have some, some off-season projects that we're working on, and I'm going to send out a Patreon survey as well to find out more about what we can do to give more value for your money. What can we give back to you to make it worth your, your hard-earned cash to help support this podcast? And uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Jason loves you because he has to contractually. Absolutely. And finally, Mike, your injury report. Okay, well, let's, we'll start off by saying that this is the one week of the year in which you really don't need me. Uh, that's because you see all the lineups uh, before the deadline locks. So um, I'm not as crucial this week, but nevertheless, I'll give you a preview of what we're looking for. Uh, we mentioned it at the, the beginning of the show. Uh, Jesse Marsh has already admitted that he's going to be resting a bunch of New York Red Bulls players for their match against D.C. Uh, he hasn't said exactly whom, but you can probably take a guess that it's going to be the the top guys, so keep an eye out for that. <clears throat> uh, another top guy, Piotti, was a unexpected absence uh, this week. Um, they're claiming he has a knee injury, but, quote, nothing serious. He's expected to play the final home game. I'm a little... Oh, we lost Mike. This happens sometimes. Why change it for the end of the season? Let me jump in, though, with a little bit of an injury uh, update. Uh, sure. After the Red Bulls game... Block away from my apartment, I was walking back to my place. I ran into uh, Mr. Sacha Kleshton, who was in street clothes, limping a little bit, but uh, he looked like he was in pretty good health and pretty good spirits. So he may be getting the weekend off. We'll see. But uh, Pictures you know. are, uh, didn't happen. Wow. So so now you personally know both Sasha and Bradley Wright Phillips. So do you do you call him Sasha now? And and I you know you all refer to Bradley Wright Phillips as Brad. Uh, I did actually, uh, you know, refer to him as Sasha when uh, when we crossed okay. paths. And uh, and I also do know Sean Wright Phillips personally. In that, uh, you know, I was waiting in line for a bar with him once. <laughs> okay, <laughs> name dropping. Oh my goodness. You know, uh, Mike, no big deal. did I get anything out, or we do our typical about halfway? Okay. <clears throat> Uh, for Piotti, he missed uh, the last match with a knee injury. Club is claiming it's, quote, nothing serious and that he's expected to play this week. I'm a little less sure because I don't know why you would trot out a guy who just signed to a big old uh, DP-level extension for a meaningless uh, game at the end of the season. So be aware about that. Um, 
for suspensions, I don't know a whole lot. Uh, I know some people are concerned about Espinoza getting discoed. Um, I know uh, Gonzalez Perez for Atlanta is going to get a yellow card accumulation suspension. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of those. We'll update that as the week goes on. Uh, Bradford Jamison, the fourth, uh, left at halftime for the LA Galaxy. Um, I, I think it was a knee issue for him as well. Uh, Jared Watts, um, he was suspended for this game, but he also spent it uh, in a sling. He's had a kind of shoulder issue all year. Uh, I would kind of expect him to be out for the rest of the year so that he could heal that up. Uh, Beltran left early uh, for RSL. Um, he was getting consoled. I haven't heard. Maybe Jay knows what exactly the injury is, but didn't look too good. Uh, do you know what that is, Jay? No, they, uh, they're very hush hush about it but it did not look good i know he couldn't put any weight on that knee um i mean it's it's if he were to come back it would uh, if he can come back i think it would be much later and you know deeper in playoffs it was it definitely looked like uh you know i don't think it was a tear but it was definitely um you know some sort of a a big strain so sucks dirty play yeah um all right, uh, let's see. Other news, um, Kyle Laren, kind of a weird situation in Orlando. Um, the initial report from the club was that it was just a coach's decision for why he wasn't in the 18. Uh, and then after the game, after they lost, Christ said it was um, due to a hip flexor issue. So I'm not sure about that. Remember, Orlando is probably selling Kyle Laren this year, so they might just be... Uh, cautious, you know, not wanting him to get hurt before they make a big transfer. So kind of be aware about that. Um, Maxim Cheneau for New York City. Uh, if you've been following this, this has been like a Lampard-esque um, load of nonsense where it was an initial two to four week injury stretched out into two months. Uh, he was ruled out. I, I'm expecting him to miss uh, again because his, his recovery is just not going very well at all. Uh, let's see. Dylan Remick uh, left the game. We ha- didn't talk. We haven't covered at all, which is the Houston Sporting Kansas City midweek match from the week before. Uh, he got a foot injury in that match. I don't remember if he played this weekend, but uh, be aware about that. And then I, I think that is um, it uh, as far as uh, injuries go. Um, you know, I'll let y'all know what the uh, final suspensions are for yellow card accumulation later this week. All right. Thank you so much, Mike, for all those tips. Uh, you are always useful. Never at every round. Never, never be close to us, Mike. Okay, well, let's jump right into our round 33 preview. This will be game by game since everyone is playing. And Jason, kick us off with Atlanta versus Toronto. Sure. So both teams, I mean, well, Toronto has already clinched supporter shield, but like we mentioned before, um, you know, they could make history. So um, it's going to be a, you know, a decision – uh, to be made, but we do get to see lineups, which is a great thing. I do think that this game will end in a 1-1 tie, even though Atlanta is at home and they are playing for home field advantage. But with the triple-double game week they played a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, the players are going to be extremely tired. But I still do think this is a 1-1 draw. And I don't like anybody from this game just because I know we're going to be able to see lineups, but I do think both teams are uh, you know, going to rest some important players or maybe those players may only see 60 minutes or so. So uh, I, I think uh, your money and your picks are better spent elsewhere. 
So not a yawn, but just uh, no picks. Exactly. All right, that's fair. Tim, DC versus your Red Bulls. You know, normally uh, this would be a Bradley Wright Phillips brace, but unfortunately, neither team really has much to play for at this point. New York is locked into the number six seed, and DC is locked into the bottom seed in the East, which is amazing. So, um, you know, maybe you go with Verone with a full 90 minutes, maybe throw him in a switcheroo. Uh, he might be the only fantasy relevant player that I could think of, unless you want to really go. Uh, deep into the sleepers and go with Mohamed Keita, who's probably going to get, you know, a full workload as well. Um, but yeah, we're just going to see a lot of, uh, a lot of guys that need a little bit of work, a little bit of tuning up before uh, coming into, into the playoffs. Just sign all the Red Bulls, two players to one game contracts and let them have at it. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Vince Pesacord, maybe throw Dilly Duca in there, you know, have yourself <laughs> a good time. <laughs> Why not? Tim, uh, let me ask you, since this is DC's last game at RFK, do you think DC is going to come out firing? Like, are you going to think about picking a DC United player against your beloved Red Bulls? Um, you just want him to say Mullins so you can do choo-choo. Yes. There's too many com- too many teams with competitive matches that uh, they're gonna, nobody wants to get hurt coming into the offseason. So, so I'll, I'll do it for you, Mike. So if the Red Bulls are going to arrest a lot of players, potentially even defensive players, what time does that make it for DC? It you makes it Patrick Mullins time. Choo choo. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to do. I was just about to throw a fat yawn in there. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike, tell us about Dallas. I, I, I wanted Tim to admit that DC United is good picks to speak. That's that's what I wanted. That's what the silence was. I mean, it, it, dude, feel free to throw in some uh, some ideas here. I just no, 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 no. <laughs> Dallas, LA. Mike, All right. Um. So <laughs> you know these teams are bad. I, I looked hard at this game, you know, thinking, you know, Dallas is going all out. L.A. doesn't have much to play for. I I looked at Dallas up and down. I, I could see you going with a Barrios or a Diaz, but that's a punt. None of them have been consistent. They've just been bad. These, uh, Dallas is on such a rollback. I, I just – I would pass. I, I mean, if you want anyone from this game, it's Alessandrini because Alessandrini's been a monster on the road. Uh, and Hedges has just not looked up to snuff. I, I haven't watched enough Dallas to be able to give you a coherent reason why, but you can look at the results, and, and, and that's all you really need to see. Uh, they shouldn't make the playoffs. I don't think they will make the playoffs, and I, I really honestly hope they don't make the playoffs because they've been such a poor team to watch. Score prediction? Do you dare? Um, I'll say 1-1. One, one. Okay. I, I really, I just want for Nason Smith to start and get a red card so he finishes under three. <laughs> Can he make it below 3.0? Can he do it? I believe. <laughs> oh, that's a weird thing to cheer for. Uh, Jason, <laughs> Houston versus Chicago. Yeah, so uh, Chicago, you know, great form, uh, but one of the worst road teams this season. Uh, you know, they are playing for home field advantage as well, but uh, Houston – it's an interesting pick because they are, you know, they're also, I believe they did lock down um, a playoff spot. Is that correct? Yes. All the spots except for one have been locked down. So Houston's yeah. locked. And, 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 and I don't, Chicago yeah. And see, I don't think that Houston have, um, I don't, I don't think it matters. I still think that they're too far down. So they're going to be, I think the fifth seed, no matter what. So I, I really don't see, Either team. Well, you know, they would pass Sporting Kansas City if Sporting Kansas City were to lose their match. I don't. Do you think Sporting Kansas City can lose their match, Jason? 
we're going to go over that a little bit later, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, though. I appreciate Simmer that. Simmer down. Uh, but I, I do think I do think that this game is going to end in a one-one draw. Um, I would say to pick some Houston players, but they've been so wildly inconsistent with who scores. I mean, they don't really score one goal. It's you know Kyoto with the brace, or Elise with the brace, or you know Torres with the hat trick, or just something just totally random. So. I really don't like um, anybody from this match. I think if you were to do that, if you just want to throw in a punt, I think you go with Nico uh, just because he's been, you know, he started the season in amazing form and he's ending it in form and he's, you know, scoring the hat trick last week. I think that he still wants, you know, the golden boot and wants to uh, try to add on to that tally. So uh, if you want to go for Nico, if not, I think it'll be all right. Tim, Montreal, New England. You know, looking down the list here, I just it's just chock full of teams with uh, Tim's name next to them with uh, no real playoff implications here. So <laughs> it's it's kind of tough to make recommendations, but I think uh, Montreal, you know, Laurent Simon has had five straight rounds with four points. So if you're looking for four points on your squad, maybe go with him. Um, he's locked in for four points this week. Um, you know. Who knows? It depends on what their lineup is going to be. If Piotti's playing, then go with him. Uh, that's pretty much just been the standard for the last month. Um, that's pretty much it. I think there are just too many good options out there otherwise. Uh, I'm feeling a 1-1 draw. So you're not tempted by Piotti? He should be back. For he should this. be. But he did sign that monster contract, so maybe they'd just say, all right, you know, right, let's just make sure he doesn't we don't do anything stupid with him, get him hurt. And, uh, we want to give the fans a nice show. We have your name by so many of these games, Tim, because we know uh, provide the expert insight that so like, many fantasy managers crave. Like I said, man, uh, you know, if Piotti's in, then, then you can go with him. But other than that, I don't see a whole lot from this game. All right, Mike, New York city versus Columbus. Yeah, this is probably one of the biggest matches of the weekend because, you know, a lot could depend. You know, New York City could lock down a second spot. Columbus could move up as far as second if they win this one. Um, I, Jack Harrison, I didn't mention this earlier, he will be suspended for the red card. But I, I think this is the game where New York City kind of reasserts itself, kind of like we saw a few weeks ago against Montreal and Chicago. Um, I, I think that you know the combination of Ring and Herrera will, will be able to shut down what Mira, Miram and Higuain can do. So I think this is a, a two nothing or two one win uh, for New York City. Now it is in the Mets Stadium, so that's going to mm -hmm. be really weird, you know, because one of the advantages New York City has is they're used to the weird sight lines of Yankee Stadium, and they won't have that advantage, even though the field will be the same size as it is at Yankee Stadium. Which is weird, but you know what? They're just going to go for it. So go Mets, boo Yankees, um, New York City 2-1. Fantasy picks, David Villa at home, I, I think is always a good pick. Maxi Morales will be back, so so he's a viable option. Uh, Columbus has been decent enough scoring that I don't know if I would go um, New York City defenders, but it, it's certainly an option this week. Would you go with anybody from Columbus on your fantasy team? No, I, look at Columbus on the road. They they haven't been good. They haven't been high scoring. Uh, and I think, you know, New York City on the road is just too much of a tough ass. You, you'd be really going differential you know, with it. I, I think, like, just looking at it, there are better options than Columbus on the road. Tim, Philadelphia versus Orlando. 
<sighs> no, uh, you know, Yoshi Otun, he's been great so far. You know, he's got a very high floor. He even just got five points last week. So, you know, even though it, Orlando's a giant dumpster fire, you can't go wrong with him. And, um, you know, if you want to go Philly, uh, my boy Harris Madunyanin, he's remains Mr. Consistency, and he's actually uh, earned 22 points over the last two game weeks. So I'm going to go with those two, actually, in my uh, in my lineups this week. Yeah, and he is sub-9 million, so that's a pretty great value for him. Yeah, and Alejandro Bedoya hasn't been terrible. I mean, he's got a decent floor as well, so if you want to go uh, go a little crazy, maybe he'll uh, maybe he'll do something for you. Point prediction? 2-1 Philly. Ooh, big scores right there. Mike, Portland versus Vancouver. Huge game. Yeah, huge, huge game. This is going to decide, you know, top seed uh, in the West. Um, and Vancouver has kind of been struggling as late. Um, you know, they had that run of home games against non-playoff teams. Then all of a sudden they started playing playoff teams and dropping points. So I I think the Portland train that we've seen rolling the past few months uh, keeps rolling. Uh, I think, you know, Valeri at home is a must-have. Um, you know, y'all don't need me to tell me, tell y'all that, um, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot of other great options, you know, for Portland, their defense is still a little suspect uh, Vancouver on the road. Isn't great, but I mean, I think you see, this is a two, one, um, win for Portland uh, as they move and, and get a buy. Not tempted by Powell at all. Nope. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Are you it tempted is- by Powell? Uh, I don't know. I thought he uh, added a nice little bit of flair to their to their defense there, and he got got an assist or did he get a goal? I, to, I forgot what I. It was a goal. It was a rocket. He got a goal. Got a goal and a clean sheet. But I mean, like, I, I, I'm not impressed with like a one-off defender goals. You know, unless they're like consistent. I mean, Powell's does have a few goals this year, but well, he was he was hurt for a while too. Yeah, I mean, he's been hurt for a while. Uh, and I, I guess that kind of makes me a little bit more more skittish on him. But before like, he got hurt. But I, you know, like I don't like look at like defenders scoring goals unless like they're a consistent part of the attack. Okay. Because I usually that's just chasing points. I think it's uh it's funny how Portland has done all of this without Adi. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like people have forgotten about you know Fernando Adi. I mean, he was great when he played, but since he's been injured, Portland has turned things around. They've been fantastic. Uh, Atanella has been, you know, between the sticks, and he's been he's been great for them. Uh, Ridgewell has been back and healthy. It's, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, Portland, Portland look good right now, real good. Balleri, that too. He's he uh, that I think he's I think I've heard that name before. <laughs> All right, well, Jason, let's talk RSL versus Sporting Kansas City. I'd absolutely love to. Well, since RSL control their own destiny and Petke uh, at the helm, um, I really think that RSL dominate this game and win 3-0. I Whoa. think that I, – I, yeah, and, and this is – you can call it going full home or whatever you want, but this is this is RSL's chance, and Petke is a player's coach, and he's lit a fire under all their butts since he came in and it's worked. Uh, it is going to be difficult. I think on that right-hand side without Beltran and Savarino, but I just, I don't know. I, I, I really see this, this game 
going three no Arsenal's favor. I mean, they had thirty shots on goal or thirty shots last week against Colorado, who has been a defensive team for the past three four years, and with Sporting Kansas City coming to Rio Tinto, playing in the altitude without their keeper, uh, you know, uh, Tim uh, Melia. I just, I, I really think that Arsenal just come out firing and I, yeah, I three nil RSL. And I think that the, uh, the players that you definitely want are going to be, I think, uh, uh, you know, Albert Rusnak is, is a must. He's one of the best home players in the entire, uh, league and in fantasy. I think, uh, Plata is going to get at least one in the back of the net. And then I think, uh, defensively you go Ramondo and glad. So the, Four RSL players you need to have right there, and if you uh, if they end up losing, don't at me, bro. Yes, at him, bro. Yes. Uh, no, that's a great point you mentioned, Jason. Was they they had uh, a huge attacking game uh, last week against Colorado? All kinds of passes whipped into the box. All kinds of chances just could not bury it. So yeah, that that's a great point. Back at home, if they can do it again, the Sporting Kansas City, depending on who may rest, depending on I mean, definitely the keeper absence. Uh, that could turn out very well for them. Uh, but maybe you need to go out this offseason and find your own Nikolic. I don't know. Jason, uh, question. When you guys do score that playoff clinching goal, who takes Tim Cahill's role and goes and takes a running leap into Mike Pecky's arms <laughs> on camera? Jason. You're, you're, you're a Sissian. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, um, no uh, I, I don't. I mean, I think it'd be kind of cool to see little little platita jump up there and maybe like Pecky hold him like a little baby, kiss uh, him on the, be, him on the forehead. Um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It's Jason. Jason will be at yes. the game. <laughs> <running> <laughs> into his you know, it, it, it'll I, be the printer. He'll just like lift up the printer. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it, guys. Oh, that'd be amazing. No, I, I will. Mark rep that runs out there and just goes, go yes. Because uh, that happened in a sporty Kansas City game, didn't it? A printer? Yeah, the printer <laughs> rant. Or was it just about Sporting Kansas City? I can't remember if it was. I think it was about after the Sporting Kansas City game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was about the referees. Yeah. yeah. So nope. I think it's time for Trey to fix that printer. And, <laughs> and, uh, and follow me on the RSL. Uh, we'll see. Mike, San Jose versus Minnesota. Yeah, so the, the reason why I said earlier that I, I don't think RSL makes it is because Sa- I think San Jose wins this game. Um, you know, Minnesota, they've been better than a lot than we expected, but they still haven't been good. They're, they're not very good on the road. We saw it this past week where the LA Galaxy, who have been a pretty terrible home team, just tore them up. Uh, I think, you know, everyone in Minnesota has been thinking about their vacation that they've been planning for a while uh, and where San Jose wants to clinch uh, a spot. I think um, uh, they call him Yako, uh, Valeri Kakajvili. Um, that's not even close. I, I'm, I apologize to Valeri's uh, mother and father for butchering, butchering his name, but uh, I think he's a good option. I think you could even go Wondolowski this week. Um, I don't know that Sporting, excuse me, not Sporting, uh, San Jose has been good enough defensively, even at home, for me to recommend any of their defenders like Youngworth. But uh, I think offensively, we know Minnesota has not been good defensively, so I think that's where San Jose will find their success and make it to the playoffs. So I, I think you're looking offensively. Yako and uh, Wondolowski are my picks from this game. Probably like a 2-1 or 3-2 uh, game. I love that Yako pick, by the way. I think he's a must-have this week. 
And finally, our last game, Tim, Seattle versus Colorado. This is a legit game. It is. Um, and I am going with Seattle here on, in my lineup. Bigly, boys. Bigly. Uh, Stephen Fry, Jovan Jones, Nico Lodi, and Clint Dempsey. I'm a big four this week. You know, I think it's going to be a blowout, and Seattle's really going to make a case for getting that uh, first round by. They need a little help to do it, but, you know, with a Portland draw or a Portland loss and they get a win, then they're in. Three nothing win. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Okay. We had a Reddit question that came in, and uh, just quick answers from everyone. Which players will be a star and the biggest flop in this round, real quick, uh, Jason? Oh, that's a that's a great question. I think that um, I actually think the one that's going to be one of the biggest stars is going to be Yako um, from the midfielder from San Jose. Nine point three. I think he's going. Yeah, I really think he's going to dominate. And I, I actually think the biggest flop this week is going to be Alessandrini. Uh, LA, LA is playing on the road against an FC Dallas team that is fighting for a lot, uh, playoff berth. And I just feel that LA galaxy, they show up when there's an, it's a meaningless game and then they disappear every single other game. And Alessandrini has just been very inconsistent this year. So, uh, I think that he will be the biggest, uh, flop Mike. Um, biggest one, I think Tim mentioned it. I, I think Seattle is in for a big game. Um, they've been good at home, and Colorado has been bad on the road. So I think you, your star is probably looking at Ladero. Uh, you know, Jay mentioned Yako. I think that's a good pick. I, I can see Valeri um, having a good pick. As far as flops, um, it, it can probably depend on on what the way the lineups. Um, I have him in my lineup, but but I'm kind of worried about Rusnak playing against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, he's been such a beast at home, um, but I, I think he, even though I, I think they might be successful, I think he's going to be a little bit of a disappointment for some people just because Sporting Kansas City's defense is so good. And, and I wouldn't really be surprised if Sporting Kansas City just kind of went there and said, let's just grind out a draw. Bro, block yourself. Tim. <laughs> yeah, so I think uh, Lodi has himself uh, a nice little outing this weekend. You know, it's really tough to go against Seattle at home against Colorado. So, you know, I'm going to go with him or Dempsey as my as my stars. And, you know, the flops are tough to predict because it really comes down to the lineups, right? So if there's somebody who doesn't get a lot of minutes, like let's say for whatever reason, Josie only gets 30 minutes this round. You know, that, that would kind of stink. But I'm a little concerned about David Villa, to be honest with you, Mike. Um, he hasn't quite looked himself since coming back. And granted, last week, you know, they were down a man. But, you know, not having – and they have a ton of midfield depth. So maybe Jack Harrison missing him won't be as big of a hit. But I'm a little concerned. You know, I, I actually don't have him in my lineup this week. But I think, you know, playing at City Field on an unfamiliar pitch – uh, not in the best form right now. Maybe still has a, a nagging injury. Um, I'm 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 hesitant to uh, recommend Davidia this week. Mm. All right. Well, interesting interesting responses to that. Thank you very much, everyone, for the questions. Uh, thank you for Reddit for all season for giving us some great questions and Twitter. Those of you who send to me on Twitter, I I check that out as well. Now we're at our player picks keepers. Jason, I like Ramondo and Fry this week. Tim. I'm a big fry guy this week myself. <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I, I got I got fry too. Okay, defenders, Tim. So 
I've got Jovan Jones, and I said I had Stephen Fry, and I said I had Clint Dempsey, but I may actually double up on Seattle defenders and just give myself the best chance. I might, you know, diversify my attackers a little bit here. So, you know, maybe I'll go with Jovan Jones and I'll go with Chad Marshall. And then for my third defender, oh, geez. Um, <laughs> let me get back to you on that. <laughs> okay. Alice Powell, done. Okay. Oh, we go with Powell. Mike. Ooh, going going bold. Okay. Um, well, I am ahead of Tim. I am already on the doubling up on Seattle bandwagon. I have um Joven Jones and Ramon Torres, um, who who's feeling good for reasons we won't talk about. And then exactly. you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna have um Justin Glad. Uh I think Sporting Kansas City has really struggled to put it in the back of the net. So I, I feel good about him. Um, as far as Chad Marshall, I'm trying to look it up, but I think he's dealing with an injury. So you might want to be careful about him. Oh, no, no, he played. Never, never mind. I'm, I'm mixing him up with someone else. So, yeah, Chad Marshall is a good pick, but I have I have a Torres and Jovan Jones instead. Jason. Jones, Marshall, and Glad. But I also like um, Philly, Philly this week for uh, you know either Blake or Elliott if you want uh, some Philly coverage, just because I don't think Orlando is anything to play for. And like I said before, they're kind of a dumpster fire. So there you go. Mike midfield. All right. Well, you know, this, this is where I, I like it. And I have five midfielders this week. I have um, Piotti is kind of a tentative spot there. And then I have Ladero, Yako, Rusnak, and Valeri. Jason. Valeri, Ladero, Rusnak, Piatti, and Yako. Tim. We've got Alessandrini, Valeri, Lodi, Rusnak, and Medunianin. Mixing it up indeed. Forwards, Jason. Latita and the dancing bear himself. Will Bruin, for those who don't know who that is. Love it. Tim. Got Dempsey, and I've got Nemanja. Mike. Oh, I feel really different. I have David Villa and Josef Martinez. Captains, Tim. I've got a classic case of Diego Valeria right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And think of that one all season, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Sorry, I'm trying to come up with the disease name. Um, I have Laderoism. <laughs> uh, I, I, have, I have Ladero. Okay, Jason. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think you have to go with Valeri again this week. He's been in the form, um, you know, best form, and uh, he's just just been killing it lately. So, has to be Valeri. What I think you guys have is a problem. Uh, clean sheet, Mike. Uh, Seattle, I think, is your best bet. Um, I, I don't really love the clean sheets this week. It's just kind of a lot of wonky stuff all around. Um, I have RSLs. Your Okay, Seattle and RSL, Jason. Yeah, uh, I echo Mike's sentiment with, um, I think, RSL and Seattle are the two best shots. And then I think, um, like I mentioned before, I do think Philadelphia will get a clean sheet as well. So I think those three. Tim. Yeah, I'm big on the uh, the Seattle and the Philly bandwagon. And just to clarify before, um, the reason I didn't have a third defender is because my Excel had frozen and I couldn't open it. But I have uh, Yotun and Powell as the switcheroo. 
on my team. Well, thank you so much, guys, for all of those game breakdowns and all those player recommendations, not just today, but throughout the entire season. I hope everyone that's listening that for this last round that that is helpful for either giving you some new ideas or confirming what you were already thinking of rolling out for your fantasy roster. So now that brings us to community time. The top scorer for the r slash fantasy MLS league this past round was Christopher Nordstrom, manager of FJ Craft with 138 points. So congrats, man. That's pretty awesome. The, the 140s was the highest score this week. I think it was 147, 143, 147, something like that. But that's great. 138 points. Congrats, man. Moving down to the Patreon head-to-head -head league. Uh, we're in the final playoffs for these games. So Mr. Frumble beat out BitNomad. And then Stan Paukinski. I'm sorry. I, I destroyed that. Stan, uh, you beat me. So that's what you get. I butcher your name when you beat me. Uh, Stan beat me. And so that sets up a final in the Patreon head-to-head -head league of Mr. Frumble versus Stan. So good luck, guys, for that. Then heading over to the MLS Fantasy Insider hosts head-to-head -head league. The hits just keep coming to my team. And Blaine beat me this round. And then Andrew Crawlard defeated Ben Bear from MLS. And that sets up Blaine versus Andrew Crawlard for the final game. And, uh, those are, that was pretty close. Ben didn't crack the 100-point mark this round, but he's been killing it all year, so really happy to have Ben in our league and some great competition he's given to us all season. So that's the way the head-to-heads lined up. Uh, any other head-to-heads that you guys might be in? Nothing left? No. No, I've been knocked out of everything at this point. Yeah, well, it's it's that time of year, and it this has been uh, the Patreon league has been really fun. Uh, it's been crazy because it was so large, and the the Fantasy Insider host league has been tough. I think no one felt that more than Phil did all this season. But uh, <laughs> oh, poor guy, <laughs> very very tough. So, uh, congrats to those guys in those final games. Uh, that's all that we have for the show today. Thank you so much, guys, for coming by. And do you have any plugs, Tim? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me at Soccer Captains on Twitter and Facebook. Um, just uh, two small shout-outs here. Um, one a uh, little bit on the on the sadder side. Uh, John Dunsworth, a.k.a. Mr. Leahy from the show Trailer Park Boys, has passed away. So pour one out for him. And then um, on the brighter side, uh, Aaron Judge is an absolute animal. After making a running catch in the uh, on the warning track, he then bombed a three-run home run, and uh, it's now 8 uh, nothing in the Bronx. So let's go, Yanks. Ooh. Yeah. That is not okay, Tim. <laughs> oh, it's all right, baby. Mike, what about you? Uh, just at MLS Injury News. Um, I, I do. You know what? I, I will make a particular shout-out to Phil. Um, you know, for those of you who have followed the Twitter account um, in behind the scenes, Phil has probably accounted for like 40 to 50% of the, this information and injury news. He's been a huge, massive help. So I'm going to give him a special shout out for all the help he's given me this year. And to every one of y'all who has helped me along the way, um, way too many of y'all to name, but I really do appreciate the help. I know it's made the community a lot better, you know, to get a handle on what's one of the toughest aspects of, of playing this game. So thank you to Phil and thank you to everyone else. And Jason. Yeah, um, same use from me. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening and uh, contributing to uh, this MLS and fantasy Major League Soccer community. It's been a blast this year. I think it's my third year doing this, and, uh, you know, it gets better and better every year. So thank you guys for just 
you know, making this community amazing. And, uh, you know, give me a follow on Twitter at J J A Y M L S F I. And, uh, yeah, we can, uh, I'll love you forever if you follow me too. So yeah. put that in the contract. So, so everyone except for at RS or at realsaltlake.com. <laughs> yes, yes, realsaltlake.com at dot net slash gov. <laughs> <At> .net .co .uk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and of course, you can check out everything that I have going on over at mlsfantasyboss.com. And please do head over to r slash fantasy MLS, the subreddit community, for any new tips that are coming out and rate my team advice and just anything head over there. It's a great community and there'll be two articles I have coming up at MLSsoccer.com this week. The first is going to drop midweek and it's about the MVP team. I have a collection from all the experts who've been doing some writing this year with their MVP picks for uh, our team, even though we got one more game left, but I think we can still figure it out. And then of course I will have my normal player picks article to help you wrap up your fantasy season. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening, for being a part of the community. We're not finished yet. Good luck. <laughs>